Are you thinking about enrolling for an MBA? Are you hoping to transition your career, but you're second-guessing yourself because you need to give up your current job, make a loan, and be out of work for at least one year while you're supporting your family? Well, today on Transitions, I'm hosting Emiliano, who will share how he wished for more. He gave up his job in a small company in Italy, enrolled into an international MBA that was going to propel his career and have him work around the globe. So if you are thinking about an MBA and are not sure how to go about it, Join us on this episode of Skills for Mars Transitions. If you want to continue getting career support and inspiration, consider subscribing to the channel. Every week, someone will share their incredible transformation journey. Hello, Emiliano, and welcome to Skills for Mars Transitions. Hi, hi, Yule, how are you? Very good. Sunny day here, amazing for Amsterdam. Incredible. I know a little bit Netherlands, and that's really <laughs> incredible. <laughs> yeah, you do know a bit of the Netherlands. This yeah, is... a little bit. This is incredible. For the past month since we've been inside, it's been crazy sunny. Crazy sunny. 20 degrees. All you want is to get out. <laughs> I think since I left Netherlands, it has been all the time like this. I think it was my fault. <laughs> yeah, you have to tell us all about that, uh, that experience. I will, I will. Can you introduce yourself so everyone would know who you are and then what we're talking about today? Definitely. Very brief introduction. So Emiliano, 41 years old, since a few days, uh, Italian, now living in France after long, long day trip. Uh, now happily unemployed, but let's say looking for the new challenge and the new transformation. So this would be the second one in your life? That will be the second big, maybe, yeah. But the biggest, I think, is the one we are going to we're going to talk about. So, tell us a bit about that and how you made the first biggest decision, career decision in your life. Yes. So, I was in Italy. I was working in Italy after the university uh, as a let's say any of my my friend, my colleagues, and. Uh, I was there was something wrong, let's say, in my in my uh, experience or in my feelings. So I start to feel the need. I start to feel the need to change something. Uh, it was not a sudden thing. It was little by little, but it was clear at a certain point of time that I have to change something. I wanted uh, to have a more international career. I want to have, of course, improve. Uh, my my career, and I was a little bit stuck in in a specific situation at that time. What was the situation? Where were you? What were you doing? What didn't you like about it? I was in a beautiful, let's say, environment because it was my hometown. So my hometown is a beautiful place in the south of Italy, close by the Amalfi Coast, so a place where everybody uh, wants to, to to go and live. But uh, on the other side of, of the coin, it's also a difficult, let's say, environment to work in. So um, I was working in a good company, but it was, a, let's say, a medium company, an Italian medium company in the south of Italy. And I wanted to uh, start to feel the, 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 the need to work, to have a more international experience. Uh, I was trying to apply uh, abroad, but I couldn't, uh, I couldn't access to any job. Also because I would say my English was not perfect. On the contrary, I didn't know almost any English. So I studied French at school, so I didn't know any English. So many, many things that made me 
uh, almost impossible to change to change my my career at that time. What did you do? Yeah. How did you take so, the decision? Because yeah, you, I mean, we've met, and I know a bit of your of your story, right? Yeah. But how did you decide in the end, right? This is the perfect situation where you decide to stay home, right? I don't speak the language. I don't seem to find any job. Uh, I'm sure at, the, at that point, uh, friends and family didn't really think that you are supposed to go away because yeah, you were next to them, uh, having a good career where yeah, in 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 your home city that you loved, next to a beautiful coast. So how did you make the decision in the end? I would add uh, another difficult uh, point was that I didn't have any savings to to make any any change. So uh, you're right, in, especially in the south of Italy, in our culture, if you have a job, you don't quit. If you have responsibilities, you take responsibility of your family, you don't jump, you don't make a, a huge, uh, let's say, difficult and, and uh, not sure uh, decision. And if you don't have saving, you have nothing to invest. So decision was 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 taken. Instead, uh, I was I told you at the beginning I was feeling this need. I was feeling this need to to make this change. And every day back from work, uh, Alessandra, my my partner, she was seeing that. And a certain point of time, it was clear that something has to be done. Um, the decision was not really a decision. It was really a natural. Uh, uh, let's say um, outcome of of all this feeling, all this process. So the decision was to take an MBA, so quit everything, take an MBA, because in my understanding, the MBA could have been the the transition, the trigger to that international uh, experience. But to go for an international MBA. You definitely needed to have some experience, and you needed to have in- to learn to know English, right? Did you start with English, or how did you start? What? How did you start? Or did you just so, quit and went to the MBA? No, I couldn't. So nobody could uh, accept me in, in that MBA. So I had to. Um, since I decided, and until I was able to go to the MBA, I had to build up all the things that I didn't have. So I didn't have English. I had to learn. I didn't have money. I had to find a way to get that money. I didn't have, of course, the TOEFL test, the GMAT, all those things. So since I decided, I started to little by little, one by one, start to tackle those, those issues. The English was, I had 32 at the time. So the English was, uh, was, was, was strange for me to start again, uh, learning the language, a foreign language. And, and I was working at the time, so I had to find the tips, tricks to, to learn languages in the, in the moment I, I, during the day I could. So when I was driving uh, to work, I was listening to podcasts, or if I was commuting by train, I was making GMAT exercises, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and of course, I had a good, um, a good um, teacher, English teacher, Mark, from Manchester, very structured guy, so the type of guy... I needed because I'm not completely structured at that time was not completely structured. So he, he was the right teacher for me. So um, that for the English. Then I had to, to learn uh, uh, how to take a GMAT test, which is a different story. So again, it was day by day, month by month, was a, a continuing exercise for that. 
And of course, I had to find the money. So I took a mortgage at the bank. The mortgage was accepted. So until the day, I sent the application to the school. How long did it take you to go and learn English, learn for the GMAT and prepare? Well, learn enough, let's say. My English is still uh, not perfect. But uh, it took, let's say, two years in total since the moment I decided uh, till I, I went to the, my first day in the, in, the, in the school. And I think you already had one daughter already, right? I had one daughter, yeah. and when I started MBA, I had the second coming. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I, how, how many hours were you working a day with everything included? During the MBA or? No, before, before to prepare. Before, before I was working on, let's say, normal day, and before the work, I was studying English. After the work, I was studying English, and during the lunch break, I was doing GMAT and things like that. What? I mean, this is two years. This is not a small amount of time. What kept you focused? Why did you ever think of, hey, this is too much? I, I mean, it's too many lunch breaks missed. I'm doing this on the train. I have no time to spend with my child or very little. Uh, why am I doing this? Did you ever ask yourself that or, or of thought course. of going back? Of course, clearly in two years, in two years, it's, a, it's, a, it's yeah. definitely something that you, you ask yourself every, every month, probably, at least. Uh, I also remember that I, I spent my, my holiday during the summer uh, going alone uh, in the U.S. To, to, to have a little bit of boost for my English. So, yes, a uh, few things. The, my motivation was the need. So the need was the need to change, the need to find something else was definitely my motivation. And when you have this kind of motivation, I think you don't give up easily. Having said that, um, we're down periods. And during those periods, I think Alessandra helped me a lot. So my partner, uh, who, who was seeing myself uh, after work every day, so I was, she was experiencing somehow my frustration. So she, she helped me during the, those periods to say, okay, you're making some sacrifice. Don't forget that this is for the good, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's it. And the last thing I think was also the fact that this is part of our discussion today is it was the, the problem itself was huge, was complex, was, let's say, most impossible. Uh, my, my mom called me crazy for that. But if you take, if you look at things one by one, in a very uh, small uh, amount of those issues with specific milestones, for me, for example, the English was one milestone, but I, I could break it in a smaller one. I think the fact to handle this and to have a specific smaller issue and milestone helped me a lot to go and to improve for two years. It's a, it's a long time. Honestly, I think going to the MBA that period, right? Even though it's totally new, it, you break free of everything that you were doing. I mean, you had a job, you had the kids, you were, had to learn, right? It, I, I, I'm sure. Did it feel like a vacation for, uh, for the start? When you quit everything? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay, why not? <laughs> because, let's say, um, the, the, the uncertainty, the amount of uncertainty, it was huge. Okay. It was completely a blind jump. Why was it so uncertain? I said, first, because again, culturally, uh, Italian from south of Italy uh, used to think that once you have a job, you you grow up to that, you don't change. So uh, changing a job for something different, uh, which you don't know yet, 
it's it's a big risk. The fact that you are responsible for your family, you don't have money for anything wrong that can happen also for this. And also because I knew a little bit what I wanted, but I was not sure how could get there. Why I'm asking about uncertainty is um, I've worked with a lot of MBA schools and uh, you have analytics, right? And then they they pretty much tell you a 90% of our uh, cohort this year got hired in this and this and this job. So it and with this kind of salary, right? Usually, with, with it's it's an increase, and uh, a lot of good companies are looking for you. So at least when you start that, it feels a bit from the outside, right? I've never done an MBA, just what I read and what I see. It feels a bit like they're trying to make you feel more secure and less uncertain while you started. I'm not sure how 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 it was for you on from this perspective. Not- I think it's you're you're right. I think especially if you go to to do nice, to important uh, business schools, at the end, you will find uh, a good job. In my case, first, I didn't know about the MBA school before going. Second, uh, um, I was having also very specific backgrounds. So was my master's degree in, in physics. Then I was doing sales. I want to change something else. I didn't know if could actually I could succeed on that. And also, I... I remember also my, my colleagues uh, finding jobs after one month, after six months, after one year. I couldn't, I couldn't uh, bear, I couldn't cope with one year unemployed because of the mortgage, because of the family. So it was a kind of pressure, I would say, <laughs> to find a good job after the MBA. How hard it, was it to learn during the MBA and to catch up because you studied something totally different? Right, you had a feel, a bit of a feel of the business, right? You worked yes. in, a, in a business before, but studying for an MBA is a different beast. Especially at the beginning, when you go in this, from someone who just learned English, but with one hundred people speaking one hundred different accent of English, and with all the pressure and the charge that they put, yes, the first two three months were were crazy, really crazy. I remember. I barely washed my clothes during uh, at the laundry <laughs> during, the, during the week, so it was very difficult. Uh, were you relying on any knowledge, any skill that you could use during the MBA and after as well? To be honest, um, yes and no. In the sense that during the, the what I, I got from my master degree in physics, beside the technical parts, were the capability I think to study any any topic. Because during the, the the university we study very difficult topics, so I think that was the important thing. Before the MBA, I think the skill, if we can call it skill, it was the fact that to, to as I, as we we were discussing, structure bigger things in in the smallest pieces. So break down biggest in the smallest in a structured way. And somehow also add a little bit of creativity sometimes to, to solve those issues. But you did not speak the business language, so that was totally new and no. you had to learn it. Completely. <laughs> was it enough just to go to classes or did you have to go to internships, read, learn something I'll, on the well, side? I internship, oh. I, I didn't have the chance to get the internship. I okay. would have loved, but I couldn't. Um, I There were a lot of... Um, uh, workshops. There were a lot of competitions uh, doing beside the classes, normal classes. So yes, 
all the extra activity I would say that were were available. I, I tried to to do it. I want to go back for a second to your finances, mm. right? Because you took a mortgage to pay for the school. How did you manage to keep yourself right, take care of yourself during the MBA in a city which is not necessarily cheap and in a country which is not necessarily cheap? Who supported you? Well, did you have any? No, <laughs> it was just the mortgage. Okay. I just had uh, with that we um, one part of the mortgage was was for for the the school cost. Another one was for myself. Another one was for my family too, because also I had to yeah. to take care of my family in Italy at that time. Um, so no, the the I think I did the math in advance well enough. <laughs> in the sense that my money, I think, ended when when I start to work with a with a new company after the MBA. So I was lucky. To be honest with you, if I have to resume all the things, I was very lucky. <laughs> and then you did study math and physics, right? So so I think oh, that yeah, was yeah. that was part <laughs> of the part of the skill. <laughs> yes. uh, how long did it take you to find a job after the MBA? Well, actually, as you know quite well, it, it was quick in the sense that I couldn't wait too much. So mm -hmm. I started to apply um, before, uh, just after the summer. So the process started in September. By December, I got the, the first offer, I would say. And then uh, I accepted at the beginning of January. One month later, I was, I was starting in, in France working. While you were in school, and then we, 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 we switched to the job, while you were in school, did you ever feel like Hey, I'm a junior again. I'm a student again. Did you, did the friends and family ever come back and tell you, Hey, what are you doing? You, you're just fresh yeah. again. What's going to happen yeah, yeah. to you? Well, um, I told you, my mom called me crazy when I said that I wanted to go to school again. Uh, I was really a father. So it was complex to, to explain her why and how, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, it was difficult. Was was going back to school after after many years. Um, it was difficult to to understand how those all those new things I was learning, I could use it for my goal. My goal was to find a better job uh, in an international environment, and it was complex to understand how to to use what I learned for this goal. Was it hard? Go and explain to everyone why you're why you're doing this. Did it ever make you question your decision? Yes, yes. Especially, I think from my family was more more complex. Uh, few friends supported me, um, not all of them, I would say. But uh, yeah, it was sometimes a little bit difficult to explain. But again, I had the need. I think when you have the need, I think everything else is in the, let's say not in the first. It keeps you focused. Yes. <laughs> so what's your career and how did it develop after the MBA? Yeah, I think I told you, I was lucky enough to be hired after the, just after the MBA. And if I look back now, uh, it was very uh, good decision for me. I was hired by Emerson, so an international big group, just after the MBA. And that allowed me to to living in France, living in China, working in Europe, Asia, traveling a lot, meeting great people, 
having fun. So it was really, really a great decision for me. If you look back now, uh, do you think it was a good decision? Do you, are you happy with the results? I'm really happy for the results. Of course, I'm missing my, my family and my, my friends in my hometown. But overall, I, I would redo the same things again and again. So now you are again thinking of switching. Yeah. Where Actually, are you with really, the thinking? Well, the thinking, it's, it's pretty advanced. Um, the question still open to me is how and where. Um, I think, again, the decision is, is taken. The point is to see which sector, which industry, which kind of also challenge. Uh, it's interesting at this point of the career for me. But now, especially after the, the, the experience I had in the past, I think now uh, all the process is much more uh, smooth, it's much more calm, it's much more interesting also to discover. Are you thinking of going back to Asia? It could be. We, we loved the, the Asian uh, experience, me and but my family too. Uh, it's, let's say, 50-50% uh, of chances to stay in Europe or go to, to, to Asia. I know Alessandra learned uh, Chinese. Did you learn Chinese as well? A little bit. A little yes. bit. <laughs> in the end, yeah. It, it's, it helps, I, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, it helps, especially when you, you live and you want to work in a specific country. Uh, for me today, well, it's not only the Chinese things, it's also that the team business environment is much um, more fast than Europe. A lot of things are happening over there. So that's, for me, it's very interesting. I want to ask you one thing about switching continents, right, and switching cultures. How hard was it for you to adapt to a new culture, which is quite different than the European one? And mm. how did you make it? How did you make the transition? I think, again, it's, um, it depends if you have the need for this. Mm -hmm. In my case, I had it because the, the, the position I took over in Asia, it was a good one. So for me, it was more, more important than anything else. But um, the, the cultural shock, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty important. Uh, then I think it's also a personal, um, let's say, matter because some people are more compatible with some specific culture. Uh, some other, they cannot stay. I have a friend that lived in, in Japan for, for two years. He, he couldn't stay longer. So I know that. that. That's why I'm asking because, and then you didn't have an individual contributor role. You were, you were a leader of, of yep. two departments actually. So it's, yep. it's one to go there and adapt by yourself. And it's another thing to go and lead other people who are from a different culture. Yes. Um, it takes, I think, a mix of, of many, many things. One is to stay, let's say, strong when, when difficulties come and, and they come. <laughs> um, and the other thing is also the capability to, to adapt yourself, to understand and adapt yourself. I think I remember I spent a couple of months to really understanding what was the, the, the issues with, uh, with the things at work. But at a certain point in time, I think I, I clicked and uh, I started to understand. So Emiliano, okay. if you were to change something, if you had to do it all over again, what would you change? 
to be honest with you, I wouldn't change anything. Not because I did everything right, because I had a lot of problems and a lot of mistakes, but because I think it, the point where I'm today, I'm quite happy. And what happened in the past is overall a very nice experience. So I wouldn't change neither the good and the bad things. Yeah, it's always good when experience good or bad, whether you make mistakes, you learn from them, it takes you to a point that you're happy with. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in a bad situation, I think you can develop those needs that we discussed in, the, in, the, in this discussion. And when you have the need, that's really the trigger for, for your decision for the, those changes. I agree. Emiliano, thank you so much for today. Thank you, Julia. It's been a really a pleasure. Mm -hmm.